Hi friends, you're listening to Created Podcast, and we're your hosts, Amanda, Taffy, and Emily. Every week, we'll take a deep dive into the topic of worth and identity, and how by discovering more of who God is, we can discover more of who we are created to be. No matter if you're a lifelong Christ follower, new to the faith, exploring, or skeptical, our hope as we tackle discussions around this topic is that you will find we're all not too different in our struggles. We believe there is hope, clarity, and confidence in understanding our worth and identity. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Created Podcast. Today is a very exciting episode for us. We have two very special guests joining Amanda and myself today, and they are our wonderful husbands. We have Amanda's husband, Eric, here, and my husband, Dallas, and today we are going to talk about dating. We are very excited about this topic. We have anticipated it for a long time. And we're just super excited to have our husbands here to talk about this topic. Um, So Eric and Dal, we are so excited that you guys are here with us um, today. Eric, do you want to kind of start off, give a little intro to yourself, where you were born, how old you are, a little background, what you do? Sure. Um, So I'm Eric, Amanda's lucky husband. Just the... Honestly, man alive. That's really all you have to know, pretty much. I am quickly digressing to 29 years old, born in Arizona. Was there for one year before moving to Minnesota, where I learned to love every sports team. Vikings, Twins, diehard fan of all those sports teams. Very true. Amanda now cheers for them with me. Yes. And then uh, went back to Arizona for high school, played college baseball at Arizona State University. And... He was a pitcher. I was a pitcher. And while I was there, I also started working in the construction management field, which landed me with the core construction company that I'm with now and has moved us from Arizona to Florida since we got married. Yes. Dragged Amanda away. Um, (laughs) But we're living in Orlando now. Uh, Core construction builds a lot of schools. And so that's kind of the short form of what I describe as my occupation. And did I miss anything? No, I think that was perfect. Thank you. I got it. Dal, same question to you. Yeah, hi, I'm Dallas. I'm Emily's lucky husband, too, I guess. Married, I guess? I guess. Married to the most <laughs> yes. amazing woman in the world. Um, there you go. Good job. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it is her podcast, I should say that. Um, oh, I am 29 years old. I was born in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and immigrated to the States when I was six years old. So Arizona is home to me. Uh, Canada is a great place to visit, but uh, the United States is definitely home. I played soccer uh, all growing up, and that's kind of one of the venues that Em and I kind of bonded on early in our relationship. And I ended up playing at Fresno Pacific in California and then proceeded to move back home. And I'm a finance guy, so I love numbers. I'm not an accountant. I want to be clear with that. But uh, I work for a real estate development company running their finances. And so I spend lots of time with numbers and spreadsheets. Lots of fun stuff. Yeah, super fun. Yep. Awesome. I will say that is something you both love is a good Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) 
Don't, don't get us started. So quickly become a different podcast. I feel like Emily and I couldn't be more opposite when it comes to that. Dallas and I will come back for a pivot tables uh, episode. Yeah. I'm sure all the ladies that listen to our podcast will be very excited to hear what you guys have we'll to say. We'll follow it up with some fantasy sports talk. So yeah. kind of double whammy. Yeah, as much as Eric is a like Twins fan, Vikings fan, Dallas is a diehard Cardinals fan, so yeah. we do a lot of sports in our families. The two the two of us. We are the we will take the baseball, they take the yeah. football. Yeah. That is for sure. So um, obviously we want to talk about dating and in our relationships. Dallas and I have been married for seven years now. Mand and Eric have almost been married for three years, which is so crazy. I can't even believe they were a COVID wedding. They have just been, yeah, so crazy. So I can't even believe you guys are at three years and Dallas are at seven, over seven now. So um, we just wanted to share a bit of our stories. And so we are just going to kind of jump in right into it. Obviously, just kind of starting with how we met each other. Um, Mand and Eric, so why don't you guys give us a little bit of a backstory of how you guys met and what that looked like? Yeah, so uh, we'll probably just kind of like tag team this. Eric, <laughs> how we like to say it is, I start going and then Eric likes to add all of the things that I either forget I'm just or... the commentator. <laughs> You're the play-by-play, I'm the colored commentator here. Yes, yeah. So... We uh, were both invited to um, a church by mutual friends. I had started going first, and then um, a few months later, Eric started going to this same church. And we had mutual friends in the same friend group. And to make very long stories short, we don't want to take hours here, but uh, Eric and I were at a mutual friend's birthday party. He had, it was a Christmas, it was her birthday party, but it was at Christmas time, so it was an ugly Christmas sweater party. And I was wearing a ugly Christmas sweater that said on the nice list, and the nice was in sparkly green across, and I was taking a picture with my roommate, and she was the only one that knew if you swiped it the other way, it said naughty in red. <laughs> so we were taking a picture, and she swiped it the other way. And, and I was witnessing this from across the party and Amanda quickly turned just as red as the new naughty letters on her sweatshirt. Yes. And I thought it was the most adorable thing I'd ever seen in my life. And apparently <laughs> that is the moment. He was like, yep, that's the girl that I want to get to know. I was like, hearing this afterwards, I was like, that's so embarrassing. That's the moment you were like, her. She looks yeah, so, embarrassed so, right now. Yeah, let me get the let me let me say that again. So Eric, you saw her shirt swiped naughty and then you were interested? <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? That was the moment. Not because that was the moment. Not because of the new statement on her sweater, but because she was clearly flustered by her sweater. Uh, and a little embarrassed to have been let out of the house in said sweater. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so that was the moment, and then I like to say that after that, this is where he likes to swoop in and say, I tried to, I tried. That's when I started pursuing you. Yeah. It doesn't mean we got coffee the next week, because it took quite some time to pursue you. Yes, it, he tried to talk to me at church, and I was kind of actively avoiding him. Whenever I would, like, see him coming, I would, like, 
just start walking the other way. I didn't really have any interest in getting to know him. Um, That's kind of you, babe. I know, I know, it was. And so this is, and he really was trying to come up and talk to me. Whenever I was in a conversation, he'd like beeline it over and I just wasn't having it. So this is the part I like to make fun of him a little bit for is he slid into my DMs on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was after I finally, so you always had a group of girls around you and it just looked like you were leading them to Jesus at church. And I finally got through that group and had a conversation with you at church one week and asked if you wanted to join a group for lunch and you turned me down. And I'm like, well, that's not, I didn't want you to just come to lunch. I want to talk to you. And so then I went and slid into the DM. Yes. And so he uh, asked me a question, essentially, that just was to get a conversation going and asked me something about church. and It worked. It worked. I responded, and after we had talked a little bit, he asked if uh, we could get to know each other more at lunch or dinner. dinner. And I quickly responded and said, I can do coffee at 8 a.m. on Thursday. <laughs> I was trying to make this as least date-like as possible, early in the morning, in the middle of the week, Lo and behold, it was before work for me. It's like the middle of his morning, and I didn't know this yet. He gets up very early. But, yeah, we ended up going for coffee. And after that, even though she played off like she was, like, not interested, like, behind the behind the phone was, like, a giddy little, like, oh, he messaged me on Instagram. Oh, I'm like, we're going to get coffee. <laughs> I, wonder, I don't even think I told you. You're, like... Trying to play it cool, like there's this boy. Oh, I but no, I did not. I don't even the think I told him until after I went for yes, We had the did. whole play-by-play, man. You can't do that. <laughs> yes, you did tell me. Oh, we did. Did I tell you beforehand? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I did tell you too. And so we went to coffee. And after we went to coffee, it was the first time I was like, okay, I want to go for coffee again like it was a really different coffee date not date that i had ever been on before so em or dallas if you guys knew about this coffee meetup beforehand did either one of you recommend the camo sweater that you wore because it was perfect nope <laughs> <laughs> another consistency yeah. sweaters with you guys yes. <laughs> He still remembers the exact outfit that I was wearing from our first Aww. coffee. But so after that, we, I had a friend coming in from out of town, actually out of country. And so I was like, just want to let you know, like, I'm not really going to be like that available <laughs> to like really hang out that much. Like I have a friend in town, we're going places. And, um, but we did hang out in groups for the next couple of weeks and we were, we did talk and we hung out in yeah it was like over Christmas and New Year's and so there was a New Year's party and um, all that type of stuff and so there was a point in the conversation uh, where we were getting to know each other um, and we were talking about places we like to eat and uh, like our fancy place or casual place and so when I was telling him about our fancy place that our, kind of our family likes to go it's the keg shout out to the keg 
um, Eric was like, oh, we should go there for dinner one time. And I was, <laughs> I said, well, that is not for the friendship bucket. That is for a different bucket. And <laughs> I don't think we're there yet. So which kind of started a conversation about how I felt like we still had a friendship to form uh, before we kind of move forward into dating or something else. And so uh, that was kind of that. And so then... Is this the how did we meet question or the full no, life story? Yeah, question? you could just do like lead up to like, and then like when you started dating, like do that and then kind of like maybe stop there. So then like, when did you start dating? So we were friends for a little while longer. We, uh, Eric met my family. Um, he was ambushed at a work event at one point. And after we had just kind of passed some of those milestones and getting to know each other better, it was definitely getting to the point of like, hey, we either need to now like move forward onto the next bucket or we we hung on to the term bucket, and we, we started to def define what our ship bucket meant, and essentially created a, you know, a checklist of what, how would we know when it's time to move to the next bucket? Yeah. Right. And so we set up goals like I need, we need to meet each other's families, need to, you know, learn more about each other, yeah. see each other in work settings or something like that. But, I'm totally remembering now too. Emily and Dal would have game nights at their house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which they never had before, but conveniently had game nights to invite Eric over to. I don't know if you guys remember that at all, but that was before we were dating. You had some game nights at your house, so Eric could come over. Uh, but then it, finally we were hanging out one Sunday afternoon, and Eric then looks to me and says, I think it's time for the keg. And I said I also think it's time for the keg which just meant like we have reached the filling of this friendship bucket so I'd like to take you on a date and so we set a day and that was our official first date and he had in between the time of setting the date and the day that it was he had messaged me and he was reading at the time uh, sacred search. The sacred search, and asked me if I would be willing to read a couple of pages. <laughs> Again, like, very intentional. I was like, yeah. We brought an agenda to dinner. Sure, and he sent me <laughs> an entire chapter to read with like a full on like to. It was like this whole quiz, and it had like ten questions at the end of it, and it was like this whole thing. I was like, oh, okay, like <laughs> mm -hmm. we're really we're going for it, which was so so. I think. I really loved that and his intention throughout the whole part of pursuing me up until this dating, he was always like, I would like to get to know you more. How would you like to do that? That's where like more of that friendship bucket was established. There was just so much intention behind everything that he did and that's really what captivated me in that season and really made a difference for me and so this was no different our first date so we came we had done these quizzes separately and when we brought them together we were almost exactly the same on every single answer it was like a write yourself if you're the most like or not like 
there is, yeah, there's type different thing. types of relationships yeah. and how much do you want your marriage to look like the example they laid out. Yeah. And then it just asked you common questions after that, like, um, what do you want your night to look like on the weekday? Stuff like that. Anyways, our, our answers were almost exactly the same. And so we talked a little bit more about that and a bit more about our testimonies. And then after that, uh, he was kind of beating around the bush a little bit and I was like, you can ask me now. <laughs> so he finally asked if I would like to be his girlfriend and I said yes. So mm -hmm. that was that. And when was that? February 5th. Yep. Of what year? 2019. Yep. So we started, we met in 2018, the end of 2018, and then started dating. Yeah. yeah. Right after. A few months after. Yeah. Not as right after as Eric would have liked, but right Agreed. after. Right? <laughs> yes. Oh, I yeah. love it. So cool. So we haven't even gotten to the actual dating part, but this is all part of the dating yes, story. For sure. Yeah. Like, okay, um, but what about you guys? Because you also have a similar there was a lead up to the dating for you guys as well. So how did you get there? How did you meet? What was that timeline for you guys? Okay. Uh, I think you should start. All right. So we met uh, on Halloween of 2010. Yeah. And my buddy and I, we go to a like friend of a friend's house for Halloween and we walk in and you know we meet our friend and they and they're introducing us to people and they introduce us to this attractive girl named Emily and like I introduced her hey like I'm Dallas like nice to meet you she goes like oh yeah like like you play soccer you're from Canada and I was like what like this this pretty girl knows who I am like this is amazing like like this is great and so I didn't see her the rest of the night and anything you want to add from that well I didn't actually like wasn't interested in him at all. I just was being nice, and I had known stuff about him, but he thought I was, like, totally into him. I thought she was the leader of the fan club no, at that point in time. was not. I was just welcoming him into the house and being <laughs> kind, but he thought I was totally into him. But anyways, okay, so then fast forward to a few months later, our schools played each other in the football championship, state championship. Um... So he got my number, messaged me, like texted me, um, and I like think I said like maybe two words back to you and was like whatever. Yeah. Um, and then fast forward to April of that next year, um, we were at the same birthday party, and this is I'd say like really when we like met and started like yeah. hanging out. Um, I couldn't play. I had just, like, had ACL surgery, so I was kind of sitting out of all the games, and Dal was around, and we started chatting, and we were, at this point, we were juniors in high school, so we were, like, 17, barely 17 years old. Um, and that's when we could actually have a conversation. It was like, hey, like, you're from Canada, I'm from Canada. Wow, like, that's crazy. Oh, you played for soccer? Like, the same soccer club? I played for the same soccer club. Like, yeah. we both go to the same church, and we had we'd been so close within our worlds, but we had never really crossed paths until then, like, officially. And so we just kind of, like, had a lot of similarities. And then we kind of got separated later in the night because we went um, out back and watched a movie in the backyard. And 
I like to, to my best friend, I was like, hey, like, how do we get their attention? And so I started taking like Jolly Ranchers that were around the birthday party, and like any seventeen-year-old boy, started chucking them across like the the backyard to try to get the pretty girls' attention. And yeah, and so we just ended up getting in like a candy war. And anyways, then we hung out pretty much every weekend after that um, with friends that. always. Because I was, with Amanda too. Yes, I was also a part of this. I mean, was I was the little sister that tagged along for all these weekends, but yes, I was a 14, 15 it was. Year old me. Yep, and so it was a lot of hanging out with friends, doing group stuff. Um, I wasn't allowed to date, so um, to me, it was just like I like this boy. We're hanging out, and so and it. I just thought things were great. Every weekend. Every weekend, yeah. We didn't go to the same school or anything, so we weren't seeing each other, like, on a day-to-day, but then we would always hang out on the weekend. So fast forward to summer. He was in Canada, and we were in Canada. He was visiting his family on the mainland, and we are from the island, so it's like a two-hour ferry ride um, across, and he left his family reunion, skipped the family reunion to come and visit me in Victoria. And this was a big deal, because I had never had anybody serious, like, at all, like, even worth, like, mentioning to my family. So this was like, what, Dallas is talking to a girl, and he's hopping on a ferry to go meet, like, her family, like, out of the blue, so it was like a very, like, wow, that's, that's a first. Yes, so we, uh, also, this is before the time of, like, that your cell phone could hook up to, like, any Wi-Fi. So he had, like, no cell phone service, nothing. My dad and I were, like, an hour and a half late to the ferry to pick him up. So he was just, like, standing, like, stranded by himself in, like, the city. He just <laughs> doesn't know anything about <laughs> Anyways, but he stayed and waited. And <laughs> it was, yeah, I don't know if it was my fault or, you know, it Anyways, we got there. So he hung out with us. He was such a... Hold gen- on, hold on. Okay. Let me interrupt you. Okay. I came fully prepared for this. Like, I had, like, like a gift, like expensive gift at 17 years old for M, and I had flowers and chocolate for her parent, like, for her mom, and I was like, man, I'm going to make a statement. Like, yeah. this is, like, my opportunity. Yeah. He was really trying to win over the fam. Yeah. And me. Yeah. Um... Anyways, we hung out all day. Again, I had somebody with us, like, the whole time we were there, and I had specifically asked one of my good friends from Canada to, like, join us, and anyways, so... It was like a chaperone. Yeah, it was, but not in my head. In my head. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so, we had a fun day there. It was great. We go home. I am, like, I really like, I really liked him, and, like, we grew up with very strict rules on dating in our house and it was pretty much a like you're not dating until we say you can and so I had had like a lot of things swirling around in my head about just what I thought about dating what I thought the perception of dating was from the adults and people around me that I really respected and in my head I didn't want anything to ruin my reputation which sounds even bad saying that now but I had just held like who I was and what I stood for so highly that I thought that dating would change that would make people think that I was doing things that I wasn't doing or that you know dating had just had like kind of a skewed view of in my head and I just didn't want that to like influence what people thought of me also 
that just goes to show a little bit of me and my heart and like things that I had to work on um, to get to this point. But so we come back from Canada and I was like, really like this guy, but I don't want to date him because I'm just not ready. And he comes back from Canada and he's like, I won her over. Like, this is what he's thinking in his well, head. Like, and, and there was no, like, like clear definition, of, like, in my family of, like, you can or cannot date at certain, like, ages. Like, I, like it was always, like, a precedence of, like, like, she better be a believer. Like, she better love the Lord. Like, you have to, like, introduce her to the family. Like, you need to hang around the family all the time. Like, that was, like, very clear. Like, that was clear. But there was never, like, you can or cannot date. It was just, like, hey, when the right person comes along, then we can have a discussion. Yeah. And so then our moms actually decided to go for coffee because we'd been hanging out so much. They'd just been a couple times passing at church. Yeah. And, and we're 17. So we're in high school. So the parent involvement was very involved. And so... And we have very involved parents. Yes, we have very involved parents. And... That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yes. For when they're listening to this, that was a positive. <laughs> and so... Anyways, they met, and my mom pretty much said, Em's not ready to date, she's not allowed to date, blah, blah, blah. His mom was like, okay. So she went home and told Dallas. I was devastated. Dallas was devastated. He Didn't you, like, go to the gym or eat a bunch of cheeseburgers or something? I don't know. I, it was, I, like, I handled it very maturely, and I said I never want to talk to her again. <laughs> and I said, let's be friends, I'm going to nod at her at church, and I was like, I never need to speak to her again, like, like. This is ridiculous. And then my dad, seeing me and all my frustration, pulled me aside and said, like, hey, Dal, like, if you really care about this girl like you say you do, what is the difference between, like, putting a label on, like, you guys dating and, like, like just being friends? And so he said, it's the label and then it's the physical stuff that comes along with having a relationship. And so he said, you need to check, like, kind of your, where your heart's at. Right, and what the big obstacle is that's that's your are you caught up on the label, or are you caught up on the physical stuff? Like what is it that's going on why you're so frustrated, why you couldn't continue to be your friend? Because at that point we had never gone on a real date. Like we had never uh, been one on one with each other. Like there there's nothing that would have been like we had to change. So it would have just been continuing to just be friends and hang out in the group. But so I so I really had to do some hard evaluation at that point and then I, I quickly was like Oh, well, yeah, I still want to be hanging around with them, so friends it is, and so I just kind of, like, took on the old, like, I'm just going to be her friend until, like, she, uh, like, looks in the mirror and is like, like, wow, like, what am she I doing? That was the goal, like, I was just going to kill you with friendship and make sure that you knew that I was into you the whole time, too. Yeah, and that was the thing, we never, we always knew that each other, that we liked each other, yeah. it wasn't like... There's no and, friend zone. And friends that knew us would have been like, well, they're together, but... My... And, my friends at school would be like, oh, like your girlfriend. I'd be like, I'm not going to correct you. Sure. <laughs> and I would be like, oh, no, he is not my boyfriend. <laughs> Anyways, so fast forward to November of our senior year of high school. I remember specifically I was with one of my best friends, Anissa, and my sister and my grandma at the flea market, and I was like, I am ready to date Dallas. Like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Like, I really, really like him. And in my head, this kind of goes to, like, what, one of the points we want to make, too, about just, like, our intention of dating and dating with a purpose. In my head, I, for me personally, I didn't even want to start dating Dallas until I knew that there could be potential. Um, 
with him. I knew at this point that he loved the Lord, that he pursued the Lord on his own, that he uh, was a hard worker. He loved his family. He respected his mom. He had a great... And dad. But I'm just saying from like a woman's perspective, like you respected, especially respected your mom, um, had great respect for your dad. You had a good relationship with your brothers, just all things that I looked for in like somebody that I wanted to be with. Um, and ultimately like we would, we had had conversations about the Lord. We had had conversations about just like what we wanted in life and those kind of things all seemed to align. And so for me, it was like, what am I doing now? Like, why am I holding back? And so we were at his aunt's birthday party. So I was really involved in the family. I was already going to like family functions with him and like things like that. Um, and so we were at her birthday party and we're like getting out of the car and they dropped me off and I was like, Dal, we need to talk. And I'm like, in my head, I'm so excited. And then like I leave, like I shut the door and go inside my house and I go inside. I, so my side of the story, I go inside and I'm like, dad, I just told Dal I need to talk. And my dad's like, you said what? Like you told a boy you need to talk and then you left him? Like that's a terrible thing to do. I'm like, you need to tell him like exactly like that you weren't upset or whatever. Anyways, I was like, oh, whatever. And Dal goes home and he's thinking exactly what my dad thought he was thinking. And I was like, well, mom, it's over. Like that's a wrap. Like I need to go. It's Sunday night. I need to go talk to Emily. She's going to go. She's going to give me the cold shoulder and. The end of our relationship. I'm back to being a friend again. Uh, even though I, even though we were still friends, so it was kind of a weird dynamic, like getting demoted to a less friend. Well, in your head. And so Dallas is like, back to his spitefulness. He's grown a lot. I'm not a spiteful person. You're not, but in this, it sounds like you were. He sat in his car and he was like, I am not going inside if she is going to like, quote unquote, break up with me because we weren't even dating. But if she's going to break up with me, then she's coming out to the car. Anyways, so I go out there and I'm like so happy and excited and he's like straight faced and like what's going on. And I like was like, hi. And then was like, well, I'm ready to date if you are. And then then his attitude quickly changed and he quickly asked me, will you be my girlfriend? And I'm going to age myself right now, but I was like, so can we make a Facebook official? That was a big thing back, back in the day. Yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of how we got to like our dating. It took, that was, so we met in October. So it was almost a full year later that we actually started dating from meeting. But yeah. I was definitely peeking outside, like, in the house, looking out the window, trying <laughs> to see everything that was going on at the time. Oh, it was a very exciting thing in our household for Emily to finally start dating Dallas. It was momentous, yes. to say the least. Yes. So. And he had, like, after that, too, I guess I'll kind of, like, continue the story a little bit. Like, once that happened, my dad, like, sat him down and was, just asked him a lot of questions and before he could take me out on a one-on-one date, and that was nerve-wracking, probably, for a 17-year-old boy, but I felt, like, to me, these were all things were just proving, like, how much he liked me and respected me, that he was willing to do all this stuff to take me on a date, just one-on-one. So, yeah, just super uh, long, but Dallas was patient with me, and like me and Amanda both, just... They fill buckets. We just, I don't know. We have no cute term like them, but (laughs) 
we we also played the long game. So, um, what, Mand and Eric, will you guys go into kind of your buckets and like how you guys moved from them and like what, how did you grow? I guess essentially like how did you grow together moving to each bucket and like what did that look like? How did like the Lord kind of like grow you together? Um, how did you grow towards the Lord in your in your dating relationship? Yeah. Um, so I'll say I maybe was the one that like coined the term, but Eric was the one who really implemented it in, he is really amazing. He's just really gifted also gifting at work too, of being able to, uh, really break things down practically for people to like grab a hold of and understand and then actually implement. So that's really what he did with this buckets idea. Um, for us in our relationship and so it was the idea that um, one so the dating bucket overflows or the friendship bucket overflows into the dating bucket and that yeah. bucket if you're a overflows. visual person yeah it's, it's a, starts with the friendship bucket and that's filling up with water as you meet certain milestones right it's like a little liter glass and you're checking off different measurements of water and then it overflows into the next bucket so the friendship bucket is inside the dating bucket, and the dating bucket is inside the getting engagement. ready for engagement bucket, and then engagement, and marriage, and intentional dating, and then parenthood. And so and still, to still today, still today, we're filling up buckets, and yes. we have the way we track it and talk to it is on our iPhones. We have a shared note, and then it's just an outline format. You know, there's a friends bucket, and the dates that we started and closed or overflowed that bucket. And then within that or under it, some bullet points are the little milestones we checked along the way. And then our intentional dating bucket and our preparing for engagement bucket. And so we've just continued this shared note since we were friends yeah. and we're talking about going to the keg maybe someday, yeah. right? <laughs> so we've just continued to add to this. And then, you know, the notebook that we share has grown substantially. It's got, you know, what we established as our dating boundaries at that time. We still have goals, like life goals, that we're checking off together. Like, I still haven't been to Australia with you. That's an unchecked goal box on our shared note here. We've got notes from pre-marriage counseling and from, you know, friendship. Uh, like, our couple friends, like Emily and Dallas, have given us advice that we've put in the notes and stuff like that. And so it's just the kind of the go back to this is, you know, our goals as a, now that we're one and we're sharing a life together, this is what we come back to to just, you know, work through different visions and, um, you know, what we want to accomplish in this life together. Yeah, and I think in dating it was something that was extremely helpful and something we really both believed in as, so unlike Emily and Dal, who were in high school, we were both um, in our careers, like living not with, like Eric had his own house, I had, I was living with a roommate, just outside of you know the covering of our own homes but we at this point in our lives although we have very different testimonies we're in the same space of just walking with the Lord and knowing that as we were looking for our person um, that it was for marriage and that this season of dating that we were both wanting to walk into with whoever that was going to be needed to be intentional and it needed to have purpose and we weren't just doing things just to 
see how things went or you know just to feel things out and we really believe that's kind of like the friendship bucket you kind of feel it out <laughs> before you have anything committed before your physical before your all of those things and so I think for me I had never been in a relationship before I had had relationships but I had never had a labeled committed relationship if that makes sense um, so I never called someone my boyfriend before and so that was a very big thing to me and it, it was also for me something I was like I'm not willing to entrust somebody with like my heart and my life unless I see these certain things and so the fact that Eric was so intentional in these buckets and the idea that he took this bucket idea to give us things to work towards whether that was doing things together it was like in dating it was doing devotionals together we literally he would pick a book we'd go through it we'd both read the verse or the chapter we would write notes and we sent would send them to each other and so things that like really built and in those times I saw him lead spiritually in that area like in our buckets he would set things for us to actually grow together in the Lord and push us closer to not only getting to know each other better but how we relate to the Lord and what we want to pursue whether that was financially or like dreams that we shared and so I think these buckets are these things that we set down for each one really helped create a framework of actually talking about certain things too which I feel like sometimes in dating you just kind of date and you have fun but then you don't end up talking about how do you deal with your finances or what do you look like for this or like how do you envision your family what is your expectation for career life what's your expectation when you do get married all of those types of things it just really caused us to actually have to face some of those bigger questions to make sure that we really were on the same page with stuff so I think for us that was super pivotal for our conversations and relationship I think too like watching you guys dating and seeing just your relationship grow you guys have always and Eric's said it already a few times but you were continually intentional with one another. Everything you guys did was very intentional. You had, especially Eric, you are very good at this, I think, in in your own life, and you've carried this over, obviously, to your married life and your you as a dad, but you're very good at, like, looking ahead and, like, working towards the goal and figuring out the best way to get there, and you did that well with Mand, and I think you guys both together... You're both very, um, you're deep thinkers, you are like wise, and it was neat to see in your relationship you guys purposely chose books to read together. You guys made time to, to discuss those. You went to church together. You guys talked about the Lord. You guys, it just all encompassing everything you did had a purpose for it, hence the buckets moving forward. Um, and I think that that's like a very admirable thing and something that is a great thing to think about. I don't think we often think about in a dating relationship, like what are some tangible things? And like you said, Manda, I think when you are doing these things as a couple, especially a dating couple, this is when you see the heart of 
of the man or the woman that you are marrying. Like Eric was able to see your heart when you talked about the Lord, when you prayed together, when you worked through things together from a biblical perspective and vice versa. And I think when you're focused and you're doing things like that, your ability to see each other's hearts and grow deeper to each other and to the Lord is just like exponential. And it is can happen even faster because that's what you're putting your focus into. And ultimately that's solidifying your relationship in the Lord. And that is at the end of the day, what all of our dating relationships should be centered around is Christ and you know, how he wants us to walk. We hope you're enjoying our conversation on dating. We are actually gonna break here as our conversation went longer than anticipated. We had so much fun recording these episodes and hope you join us next week as we pick up where we left off and cover walking in purity, how we knew we found the one, and just having fun in dating. So we hope to catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Creative Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on. You can find us at created.podcast on Instagram and also on our website, youarecreated.com. Hope you join us next week, but until then, don't forget, you are created.